three or four verses here and then going to be several places in this psalm. Y'all get a kick out of kind of how this came about. And uh, for sure, Colton's going to think it's funny. uh, So we had, uh, of course, Israel's born on Tuesday and I missed work on Wednesday and I went back to work on Thursday. And so everybody that came through the pickup line or the drop-off line the next morning, you know, congratulations on your grandson. Hey, Papaw, every carload, something, you know. Every, everybody dropped off. Congratulations on your grandson. And uh, so Andrea McKinney, and, and those of you know Andrea, me and her uh, graduated high school together, and her personality's a lot like mine. You know, we say what we think, and... Uh, like to get a gag on people and, and so she was coming around the pickup line and she pulled up and she said well congratulations on the grandson and I said well thank you and she said I guess you feel just like King David and I thought well that's nice you know that's a that's a compliment feel just like King David you know you Solomon for a son she said you know what David said he said I once was young and now I'm old. <laughs> so she said, I guess you feel just like King David. You once was young, but now you're old. I said, thanks a lot, Andy. And she pulled out. Well, I got thinking about that verse. And uh, so I got thinking, well, I know that's in the Psalms, but can't remember which psalm so I went in my office and I looked it up and it's the 37th psalm and I thought I'm read that that use that for my morning reading you know and uh, boy when I read it God give me a message out of it and so that that evening as she come to pick her young enough I said you don't know this but you give me something to preach on uh Sunday we read uh beginning in verse number 23 of the 37th psalm The Bible said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not utterly be cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now am old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you touch and help, Lord, the service this morning. I pray, God, that you'd receive the glory out of everything that's said and done. I believe you've got a word for us out of the 37th Psalm today, Lord, and I pray that you'd help us to share that word. Do that now as only you can. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want us to look uh, here at the 37th Psalm. It asks a question that's asked uh, a lot in the Bible. There's a lot, a, lot of, a lot of questioning along this line. And the question that the 37th Psalm asks, if you read the entire Psalm, is why do the wicked prosper? Why do the wicked prosper and oftentimes it seems like the righteous suffer. 
So that's a question that is asked uh, uh, in this psalm. It's also asked in the 73rd psalm. It's the subject of the book of Job. And let's be honest, it's a subject that we often deal with. If you'd be honest this morning, you'd say that you've looked at situations and wondered why people who don't do right seem to get ahead. And people who play by the rules and try to do the right thing, they don't get ahead. And so it's an age-old question. Why do the wicked... And that is what this psalm addresses. Now notice what David said in verse number 1. In verse number 1, he says there, Fret not thyself because of evildoers. So basically... David here is at the end of his life. He's an old man, according to verse number 25. He has seen a lot. Would we all agree David had a pretty eventful life? I mean, before he's a teenager, he's killed a bear and a lion. Uh, Anybody in here killed a bear and a lion? Is there a single person... Probably some of you, I've killed a bear, probably some of the others, but I did it with a gun. Amen. I didn't, I didn't grab a hold of it like David did. I did it with a gun. But anybody, has anybody in here uh, killed a, a bear and a lion? Not a single person killed a bear. Well, by the time David was a teenager, with his bare hands, he'd killed a bear and a lion. In his teenage years, he killed a giant that a whole army was afraid of. He became the sweet psalmist of Israel. He was the anointed king over Israel and was the bellwether king. He became the one that uh, the, his, his throne is the throne that Jesus shall someday sit on during the millennium. I'd say he accomplished a few things. And so he's nice old. I see an old gray-headed King David. He's sitting in his uh, office or in his uh, chamber, and he's thinking back about life. And he's writing a psalm about some things he's learned. And so I'm going to entitle this message, if the Lord will help us, on some life observations from a wise old shepherd. Lamone Sharp, he wrote one of the greatest books on Psalms that you'll find anywhere, and he said this. He said, many of the anxieties of individual lives and most church problems could be solved if the principles laid down here were carried out. And I believe that. I believe Psalm 37 has the answer to most of life's anxiety and most of the church's problems. Basically, what this psalm says is, look, uh, there's some, there's some uh, indiscrepancies in life, but it's because God plays the long game and he don't play the short game. See, we look at the now, God looks at the big picture. And so David here is saying, listen, I'm old, I'm an old man, but... Uh, I've learned that God, that there's no reason in worrying about these things because God's got it all taken care of. Can you say amen right there? Now I told you the 73rd Psalm also deals with this 
idea of why the wicked prosper. Look what it says in verse 2. And I'm, I'm just hang with me a minute. The Bible says there, but as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, verse 2. Verse 3, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Verse 4, for there was no bands in their death, but their strength is firm. Verse 5, they are not in trouble as other men, neither are they plagued like other men. So the psalmist said, I don't understand it. Why do wicked men prosper? But then look what the psalmist said in verse 16 of Psalm 73. He said, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. In verse 17, until I went unto the sanctuary of God, then I understood therein. So this great question about why the wicked prosper, it is answered like a lot of other questions, and that is in the house of God. Let me say this to you this morning. You and I who have an understanding of the Bible, we've got an understanding of life that other people do not have. We've got a discernment in life that the world does not get. And so the psalmist said, when I get down into the sanctuary of God, Suddenly, I began to understand things that other people don't understand. And David said, look, don't worry about it. Fret not over them evildoers. Some of you are all to pieces all the time. I'm going to tell you, these times it tears my nerves up. I see what all this world's wicked worlds are doing. Our leadership in Washington, wouldn't you like to go up there and clean house? I saw somebody's wooden spoon back there earlier. I think it's probably... Probably Kayla's, is she not here this morning? Uh, and I told Brother Neil, I said, that, that's not for stirring a pot. Uh, that's for whooping a hiney in. Amen. Uh, and boy, I'll say this, wooden spoons work pretty good. My, my children attest to that. Rachel's uh, nearly killed them two or three different times with wooden spoons. Uh, uh, but I'd like to take a wooden spoon uh, and go to Washington, D.C. and whoop about two-thirds of them out of there. Amen. I get to watch it all out, and it makes me aggravated. But David said, look, he said, I've lived to be an old man. What I'm going to tell you is don't worry about that crowd. That's what he said. He said, fret not over the evildoers. Psalm 37, verse 1, fret not over the evildoers. He said, don't worry about what they're doing. Don't, don't get all wound up about it. Don't get all aggravated about it. And, uh, but how is it that you and I can live a uh, a fret-free life. There's a few things I want to point out in this song. First, I would be remiss if I didn't say just a little something about the brevity of life. David said, I was young, now I'm old. Colton likes to aggravate me about being an old man. And uh, I'll tell you this much, don't blink, pal. It won't be long. You'll be right where I'm at. Some whippersnapper will be calling you old. That, that, hey, it goes by fast. Job said it's like, a sh- like the shuttle of a weaver, like a weaver's shuttle. James said it's a vapor that appeareth for a little while, then it vanisheth away. And I don't mean to depress you, but one moment you're in your mom's yard and she's yelling at you to come in and eat. And the next moment you're wondering what they're cooking in the lunchroom at the nursing home. I'm telling you, it goes by fast. Goes by fast. But David said, I was young, now I'm old. Back to life. How it is. You know how you get old? 
keep getting up. The only way not to get old is not to wake up in the morning. And then you die young. But as long as you keep getting up every morning, keep getting up every morning, keep getting up, you get old. And it, hey, how many of you agree with me? Happens fast, don't it? Happens fast. David said, I was young, now I'm old. But he said, I've learned a few things. He's not bitter, he's not aggravated, he's not cynical about being old. He just said, hey, I've learned a few things. One thing I learned is how to live a fret-free life, how not to worry about things. Now, let me give you a few things right here by way of introduction, then I'm going to deal with three simple things. But number one, look at down through here. He gives a few ideas. One is to trust in the Lord. Look at verse number three. The Bible said, trust in the Lord and do good. So the first thing David said is he said, look, just trust God. If you want to live a fret-free life, just trust, just trust God and do the right thing. Now notice, trusting the Lord and doing. Trust always comes before doing. Faith always precedes works. So in other words, if you don't trust God, you won't do good. But if you trust God, you'll do good. So David said, don't worry about them evildoers, you do good. <laughs> hey, don't worry about what the Congress is doing. Don't worry about what the president's doing. Don't worry about what that ungodly crowd's doing. You just do good. Just trust, you trust God and you do good. Then watch what he said. He said, trust God. And then he says, delight in the Lord. Look at verse 4. He said, delight thyself also in the Lord. Let me say this. If you trust in God, delighting in him comes pretty naturally. The problem is too many people delight in the things of this world, and those things are temporal. If you delight in your bank account, it may be gone. If you delight in your health, your health may fail. You delight in your family, they may all disown you and leave. But if you delight in the Lord, that's something that you can delight in that's eternal. Ain't nothing can happen to it. It can't disappear. It can't burn down. It can't run off. Finding delight in the Lord and you'll always be delighted. And then he said, commit thy ways to the Lord. Look at verse 5. He said, commit thy ways to the Lord. Trust also in him. Some men commit to reason, some commit to impulse, some commit to passion. But what we need is to commit our ways to the Lord. And then verse 7 says to rest in Him. Rest in the Lord. Look at verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. So here's what David said. David said, when I'm tempted to walk the floors and wring my hands and worry myself sick, he said, I just trust in the Lord. I find my delight in Him. I rest in Him. I comfort myself in Him. That's how to live a fret-free life. Paul figured out the same thing. You read the book of Philippians, and what you'll see is that Paul learned the same thing. Whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. He learned how to lean back, trust God, rely on God, find comfort in God. Hey, I'm telling you, this world will run you crazy. I'm glad, thank God, he's still on the throne. He's still in charge. Hey, heaven's not bankrupt. Everything's all right. David said, just don't worry about it. Fret not. Fret not. I'll give you three things out of these three verses that I read as our text, and then I'll let you go to the house. Number one, 
We ought to fret not because the Lord leads. Look at verse number 23. What the Bible said. The Bible said the steps of a good man are what? Ordered. What's that word ordered mean? Well, it comes from a Hebrew word that means to be firm, stable, and established. Uh, great many years ago, probably 20, 26 years ago now, we were in Bryce Canyon, Utah. And in Bryce Canyon, you can go out there and you can rent these horses and these real-life cowboys will take you down over a 1,000 feet on a trail down into the bottom of Bryce Canyon and then back up. And that's all I could hear out of Rachel is she wanted to go on the horse ride. And so we paid, and there's a corral there, and uh, she is standing in front of me, and of course at that time she's a 20-year-old, and I'm telling you she was a knockout. Oh, my goodness. She still is, but boy... At 20, she, oh boy. Anyway, uh, she was standing there in front of me and this cowboy, you know, and of course he's flirting with her and I thought about punching him in the nose, but he said that he was bigger and meaner. He looked like a Marlboro man. He said, uh, tell you what, sweetheart, he said, I'm gonna put you over there on Little Joe. Another cowboy come and got her and led her over there. The beautiful, most beautiful paint horse looked like Tonto had just stepped off it. I mean, son, I'm talking muscles rippling. Beautiful, most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. There's several more beautiful horses standing there in the corral. I mean, one that looked like silver and one that looked like black beauty. And uh, that cowboy come walking over there to me and he sized me up and down. He said, we're going to put you on old Hank. Well, I knew immediately by the name that probably I wasn't going to be on the one that looked like silver. Standing underneath an old tree over there was a mule. The only one in the whole bunch. Big old flop ears. Flies all over it. He's swishing that tail, getting them flies off. And I said, let me guess, that's Hank. He said, that's Hank. So I got over there and I got on old Hank. Started down off that, started down off that uh, trail down through there. And of course that cowboy flirted with Rachel every step of the way. But we was going off down through them twists and turns. And I got to noticing something. They, them horses would walk way out on the edge, thousands of feet down. And they said, well, that horse values his life just as much as you do yours. He's not going to fall off. They're trained to walk out there so you get the best view. Well, I was watching some of them horses. And they'd come to places downhill. You know how a horse does. I thought, whew, I ain't so worried about one jumping off. I'm worried about an accident. You know, a horse, you don't want to hear your horse go, whoops. And then the next thing you know. Tell you something about old Hank. Son, every footstep. You know why? Because a, a mule has very ordered steps. He wasn't much pretty. He didn't smell good. But by the time I got down to the bottom of that ravine, I was so thankful to be on old Hank. Because <laughs> he was the most sure-footed one in the whole bunch. He had ordered steps. That's what that word means. 
when the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, it doesn't mean necessarily so much that he lays them out as it, it, it means that he keeps them strong. So when, I, when a good man comes to a place that a weak man falls and stumbles, the strong man has his steps ordered by the Lord. Oh my, aren't you glad for the leading of the Lord? This world don't know what to do. Would you agree with me about that? Boy, the Republicans have got ideas and the Democrats have got ideas.